SoWin TV presents. SoWin TV presents. Burkhart Worley of Pearls of Promise Ministries, and welcome to Pop Talk. We're the show where you never know what topics might pop up. Are you a bold person when it comes to what you care about? What about your faith? Are you as bold about that? Well, our guest today will give us some tips for how to walk and live more boldly. Her name is Nikki Corinne White. Nikki is the author of three books, with her most recent being Bold, Living Intentionally in Today's World. Now, in each of her books, she highlights the testimonies of people who encourage others by their examples of love and witness. Nikki is also the director of a compassion ministry called Colossians 312 Ministries. She's a speaker for women's ministry events and a Bible study leader at her home church in Boise, Idaho. We're so glad to have you on Pop Talk, Nikki. Thank you for having me. Sure, it's great to have you on. And I know this is a great subject and hopefully will inspire others to be bold. A lot of us can be bold about many things, but when it comes to our faith, we get nervous, don't we, about sharing. How do the stories you include in this book inspire us to be more bold? I think um, it's in three sections. And the first section is people who are alive today. And I chose them because I knew that they were people who practically live out their faith and aren't afraid to share their faith. And it's just a variety of ways that they do it. And they've inspired my life. And I knew that they could encourage other people in their walk. Yeah, I think it's great to have friends or know people who can encourage us in our walk. I think God places people in front of you just when you need them the most, when you start to get a little bit discouraged. Exactly. Um, In the book, you talk about living intentionally. What do you mean when you say that? I think that, you know, we can kind of float along in our Christian faith. We can be at church, and but we have to take steps and we have to plan make a plan and and figure out ways that we can reach others with the gospel or encourage their heart or help them with a need and we have to make that happen and we can do that by praying and by asking God to give you people in your life and making lists things accomplishing that goal and uh, writing down people's I have names of unsaved people in my Bible that I pray for, but just doing things that make you be conscious of, of dealing with things, even things like writing out your testimony of how you got saved so that it's in your head. So you're not, when you're nervously talking with someone that you have it uh, in your head with Bible verses, you, you, you know, by writing it out, you are more able to share your faith with others. That's so important to write it out. Great point. I used to teach people how to write and speak their 30-minute testimony with another ministry. And uh, once you learn that, I learned it myself. Once Mm -hmm. you learn it, you can whittle it down to whatever. And now I teach evangelism at my church. And so we teach them the two-minute testimony. So if you can do your testimony in 30 minutes, you can always bring it down to two minutes. And really, a testimony is what were you like before? Uh, What was your encounter with Jesus Christ? 
And how did he change you? That's basically the two minute testimony. And so that's a, just a great way to be ready in mm-hmm. case God places somebody in front of you. So what advice do you have for someone who has no idea about how to live intentionally and with boldness? Uh, can you share like maybe one or two baby steps for getting started? Well, I think, I think if you know your Bible and you know who God is, it's easier to share with others about him. And even like I said, you know, you, you learn Bible verses that go with your testimony. You can learn Bible verses that share the plan of salvation or share on how they should be bold in their faith. And so I think knowing your Bible is, is a key to that and, and praying about it. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, just saying, I'm going to do this and following through, I'm going to call that person that I was prompted that I was concerned about. I'm going to take steps in doing it. And I think just, just saying that you're going to follow through with things and, and taking action, I guess that's the thing taking an action to it and not just thinking of helping someone or thinking of sharing your faith with that person, but, you know, making it happen. Yeah. I love what you said a minute ago about making lists of people. Um, I just told uh, someone about a guy at the grocery store. His name is Seth. He bags groceries. And I just said to him, Hey, you know, your name is a biblical name, right? And he goes, yeah, but I just don't know where it is in the Bible. Mm. And I thought, I am going to write down the verses of where Seth is in the Bible. And next time I see him, I'm going to hand it to him and just be intentional about that. I haven't done it yet. And I've been to the grocery store twice since I met him or encountered him. And fortunately, he wasn't the guy bagging my groceries, but he keeps coming to mind. And I know I have to do this. And so there are people you come into contact with um, who who you can be intentional about and just say, how can I reach them? And maybe the Holy Spirit or God will, will give you uh, the strategy for reaching them. So Mm -hmm. I know, I know you have a lot of testimonies featured in your book. So uh, can you maybe share one of the testimonies that will inspire the reader? Yeah, they're so different. They're so varied. It was hard to think of which one, but uh, we have a, a young girl and she's 24 years old and she was a law student. She's actually a prosecuting attorney now, but uh, she just was so burdened for human trafficking that she went to school down in Las Vegas and she just walked the strip and talked to people. And she found out uh, she just studied stats and she, and she, just talked to victims to find out what was going on and she thought okay well these people are just out of prison within a couple years so I'm going to create legislation I'm going to create a bill and submit it to Nevada and the bill passed 24 years old and I think sometimes we limit ourselves by thinking well actually me you know people are like how long are you going to do this you're in your 60s you know I think we limit ourselves on what we can do And I don't think we should do that. I think God wants us to to do it when, you know, just continue to do what he wants you to do. It doesn't matter how old you are, where you're at, or, you know, just make it happen. Amen. Amen. I just love that. Just make it happen. That could be like a little thing we put on our mirror. Make it happen. Exactly. Uh, yep. Title too. make it happen. I, I, oh. I love that. Ooh, there you go. Yeah. Okay. Who's gonna next one. It? There we go. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I've got something else I'm working on. 
But, I, you know, when you talked about that, I, I remembered a radio show we did, I think it was last year, and a woman named Betty who has a ministry to prostitutes in her area. And she was a prostitute herself. And so she found Jesus, she became a Christian, and she decided to give back. And now she intentionally reaches this segment of the population who a lot of people wouldn't, you know, wouldn't want to get near. And so she provides housing for them. And and they all, a lot of them come to know Jesus and, and then turn their lives turn around. And so, hey, let's let's figure out ways that we can do yeah. that. And we, we do this, I think, uh, I call myself a media missionary, and we do this through our radio and our television. Um, and I, you know, we've, I've got my testimony everywhere, and I've also got my uh, the plan of salvation <laughs> everywhere. So I'm doing it. I'm a little shy one-on-one, so I'm not as good at that, you know, being uh, like bold with somebody I don't know. But I do it every other way. So everyone has a way and a, a platform in some way to mm-hmm. share mm-hmm. the truth, right? Um, you also started a Facebook group called the Live Boldly Group, and you invite readers to join the group, and you, they take a 30-day challenge to be more intentional and live boldly. Can you tell us more about that group and share some of the things that you asked them to do? Yeah, it, so it's a 45-episode video series, and the the point is what we've kind of been talking about in How can we encourage, I'm trying to encourage the listeners to take action on their faith and to encourage other believers and to lead others to Christ if they've never done that and ways they could do that. So some of the things in the video series, uh, and it's on YouTube now too, those videos are, um, but you know, some of those things are ways, steps that people can take. We've done two calendars of things to take action on. And some of the things in there are like, take a meal to someone, walk with a neighbor, maybe that you don't know very well. Um, reach out to maybe someone who you felt hurt by in the past and forgive them and spend some time with them, take them to lunch. So it's actually taking some actions that causes growth within yourself, but also encourages, helps someone else. And there's a whole list of things. Yeah. I like that idea, I like those ideas. You know, I was just thinking, um, I want to go off script a minute. Can you just really explain some practical ways that somebody can share their faith with someone else? Is it better to start soft, you know, and not really hit them with the gospel right away? Or what What are the best strategies? I think, you know, I think uh, it depends on what the scenario is. You could be sitting at a bus stop with someone and you have 30 seconds to share something. So what is something like I would share my testimony, maybe if I had an opportunity, ask some question where kind of find out where they're coming from. Like, how are you today? What are you doing? You find out a little info on them and then you could share and interject scripture into the conversation. Um, and then it kind of, or maybe it's someone you've been praying for. You've been talking with a friend that you've known for 15 years. And that's going to be a little different because they know you. They know your faults. They know your positives and everything. And I have someone I've been praying for for 12 years. And she recently asked me, you know, you just think no one's paying any attention. And she asked me, so what made your mom positive in her last 20 years of her life? And I said, it was God. And I it was just a door. So sometimes I think it really depends on the scenario, but I, I really, it goes back to just maybe choosing five scriptures 
Like, you know, if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and believe he died and rose again, you will be saved, you know, like in Romans, there's a whole bunch of them, you know, and just learn some basic scriptures, have them memorized, scripture memorization, so it's in your head. And then it's much easier to share with them. I think finding a connecting point, too, is good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I remember being in an Uber with a guy named Joey, and he started to tell me a story. He was living with his mom. It was sick, and his father wasn't part of the family. I was fatherless. I wrote a book to help the fatherless. And I connected on that point. You know, he was fatherless. He, you know, he had a, he was abandoned by his father. And so I hit hit that up. I said, you know, well, I had this similar kind of thing. I wasn't abandoned, but in a sense, I was because my father died before I was born. And when this this uh, conversation progressed to the point that he accepted Jesus as his Lord mm. and Savior. By the time he got awesome. to Tampa International Airport, I mean, that's that's it. It was almost like God was saying, "Lisa, I've handed this to you on a platter." Now, what are you going to do with it? Uh, many times, the, the you know the opportunities are just so obvious, right? Am I wrong? It, yeah, no, it is true. And sometimes we let that opportunity go by us, and and you know we're not supposed to do that. You know, I mean, He doesn't give us a spirit of timidity, but of power, love, and discipline, right? You know, and. I don't know. I, th- I think that it's just really important to just kind of like, even when you get butterflies or your heart's beating really fast, it's like, doesn't matter. You have to forget about yourself. And you know, when your heart's beating fast, that might mean the Holy Spirit is saying, talk to them. <laughs> you know, that's, I know when I went down the aisle to uh, publicly profess my faith when I was in high school, my heart was going 90 miles. It was just beating so fast, but I knew it was God saying, go down front, go down front. I want you to publicly tell people that you've accepted me as your savior. Mm. And so I did, but I think that's absolutely a sign uh, when we, when we feel that, that heart palpitating. Well, you dedicated this book to missionaries whose lives have inspired you and have helped you grow spiritually. Why did you choose missionaries? You know, I just got to think who are some of the boldest people I know and are in really difficult situations. And a lot of them were missionaries. And I, you know, they can't just like escape their duties for that day. It doesn't matter what it is. They still have to follow through with it. They can't just like go into their living room, turn on the TV and forget about things or whatever. They have tasks they have to still continue that day. And, and they just, they don't let up from it. And it's like a daily, every day thing, hours of the day, two in the morning, someone knocking on their door uh, you know, they just have to be consistent in what they do. And I think that they're just a great example to all of us in how to have purpose in our life and follow through with it. Yeah. Missionaries are bold. <laughs> they're usually going into a culture that they're not familiar with, or maybe they've studied it, but, and they're trying to show people Jesus. And so that's a great thing that you've dedicated the book to missionaries. I admire missionaries as well. Like I said, I'm a media missionary, but I'm not necessarily called to go into other countries and be a missionary. Mm-hmm. Although uh, I think God has me going to France to do a project in October. So yeah, so awesome uh, with with the Jewish community though. I'm Jewish. My father was Jewish, and so um, 
we'll see how that goes, but it's certainly wow. moving forward. <laughs> and That's so, a great opportunity. Great. Yes, great opportunity, even though I don't speak the language. So we'll see how it goes. You know, God sometimes <laughs> takes us, you know, that's something like we can ask about with a boldness. I believe that God sometimes takes us out of our comfort zone, doesn't he? Uh, <laughs> yes. When he asks us to be bold. Can you talk a yeah. little bit about that? Well, I think, um, <laughs> I think, when I became an author, when I was like 58 or something, and I just, I felt God for several years telling me, someone has to tell this story, I need to do this, but I'm not a writer. So, you know, you say you don't speak the language. Well, I, I felt like, man, that this is not my forte, but I feel like I'm supposed to do this. And so I just had to take steps in doing it and making it happen. And, and I, there was a lot of tears. I mean, you know, I remember before Princess came out, just like my publisher saying, okay, you have to have a, um, a book trailer this week. Well, I'd never even seen a book trailer. I didn't even know they existed. And I just got off the phone with him and I just cried. I said, how in the world am I going to do this? I don't even know what one of these is. So I think we do have to go out of our comfort zone and we have to just, learn and continue to grow and make something, you know, make it happen. Yeah. I think God plants the seed in our minds. And then he says, what are you going to do with this? I think of Peter walking on the water. Now, Jesus didn't say to Peter, come out first. Peter had the idea. And then, mm-hmm. he, then he said, I want to, I want to, I want to do what you're doing, Jesus. And he said, well, come on. Well, that's, I think, the Lord plants, the Holy Spirit plants the ideas in our head, like the books for you. By the way, you don't look 60. People can't see you on this radio broadcast, but she <laughs> looks great for her age. And um, and so we're right in the same age range. And, oh, I just told everybody. But uh, anyway, you look great. I'm glad God has done this. You know, Moses was 80 when he went into ministry. So, hey, we're never too too old. In the final section of your book, you remind us of some of the Bible heroes, both men and women who were bold in following God. Can you share about one or two of those great men of, or women of faith? You've got some time, so uh, take your time with this. It's really, it was really hard to narrow it down because I just kept thinking of more and more and more. The first one that initially came to my mind was not a common one, but it was Abigail. And this, just in a brief story about Abigail, her husband, who wasn't a great guy, he kind of ripped off people sometimes. Uh, David's men were watching some of his, taking care of some of his land with his sheep. And Nabal said he wasn't going to pay them wages or whatever. And and David's like, okay, well, we're going to, that's not right. He, David found out about it and he was really bold. And he, so he starts going and Abigail catches wind of her husband and the mistakes he made and knows that David will probably just come kill them all, kill their people, kill, you know. So she quickly gets provisions together. She probably had servants to do that, gathers food, gathers all sorts of things together, meets David on the road very quickly before David gets. And she just like walks up to him and boldly approaches him and you know, and she's just wise in things that she says. And she doesn't say, yeah, my husband is a jerk or something. She doesn't say anything like that. She, uh, you know, it's not a big known story as much, but it's, 
it's just someone who was brave and she just took action, quick action. And um, I just really respected that. So that was one of the ones that came to my mind first. I also think about David being a child, you know, being a young boy. And I mean, everybody knows the story of David, but he just didn't even hesitate. I mean, you know, I mean, Samuel asks Jesse, you know, what sons do you have? And David's not there. And, oh, this isn't the one that God wants. And do you have any more? And then David comes and basically, uh, you know, here's this youth. And then they all kind of make fun of him because he's so young. And they want him to put armor on. And the Philistine makes fun of him since he's a kid. But he doesn't even hesitate. He's directly walks up, grabs a slingshot, shot, grabs a stone, hits him right in the forehead, kills him. It was, it wasn't, there wasn't like time for fear or anything. He just knew that he had to do what he had to do to save Israel. And he didn't think about it. I think sometimes we really overthink things. I'm a great person for that. I overthink everything. And I'm like, what if this and what if that? And maybe, and I go through all these scenarios and it's like, wow. I mean, you look at men and women of faith in the Bible and it's like, they just followed what God wanted them to do. And some, maybe they do stumble along. You know, I, it's, you brought up Peter and Peter, you know, he made all sorts of errors and you always hear about him being, you know, impulsive and, you know, a little too zealous and that kind of thing. But, you know, that's why he was a leader. And that's why God chose him to lead the early church. And God knew that he could work in him to change him. And so no matter our faults, our lack of boldness, God's going to work through us because he used ordinary men that he chose for his disciples and ordinary people to do big things. And all of you out there can do the exact same thing because you're all, you all can change the world. You all can make a difference. You all can take care of people. We just have to pray for the boldness. I think sometimes in the morning, I just forget sometimes, but I will pray, Lord, will you place someone in front of me who can, who I can share about you with? I mean, I think that we should do that. And And you were talking about just taking that leap of faith. I think of the Israelites when they were carrying the the ark and and they had had to cross the Jordan River and the river was at flood stage. What did they have to do to cross? They had to step into the water first at flood stage before God dried it up so that they could cross. They took the step. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You got to just take the first step, even though it looks a little scary. Uh, That's how our media started with the television and radio and, we yeah. just took the first step and then God provided uh, what we needed for it. Yeah. So um, a few years ago, you started a ministry called Colossians 3.12 Ministries. And I want to tell everybody what Colossians 3.12 says. It says, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Why did you start this ministry And can we be bold with some of these attributes like gentleness, Mm -hmm. compassion, and kindness? Doesn't seem bold, does it? But how can we be? My first book deals a lot with a rough upbringing. And I always wished that people would help because we didn't have any income and I lived on a farm and, you know, and uh, so, so I wanted people to help. So when we were writing the second book, um, it, it just like 
we needed examples of of things and we thought let's have a let's let's start something where we can have resources for people and there's a website you know we can have resources for people to reach out to others and i think um compassion shows that you care for someone else and you are sympathetic towards them and you want to help them and and being meek doesn't mean you don't do anything it just means you're careful in how you go about doing it you're not going to insult them and kindness is you know even a smile or a gesture those are kind i think all of us can do these kinds of things and it might take boldness but but uh, we all can reach out and help someone in some way yeah, I think love will draw people more than harshness or you've got to get saved. Yeah. But I've got to tell you a funny story uh, real quick. Um, I was, um, I used to be very skeptical of people on the corners with the bullhorn and, you know, shouting, you, you know, confess your sins, you know, mm. you're going to go to hell. You know, they're really loud and brash people. Well, I was in a seminary class, an evangelism class, and I, this is the attitude I had, but there was one guy in there that said he got saved because of a bullhorn guy. And so ever since then, I thought, you know, God is going to use whatever means possible to reach his people. And that is what reached him. I've never, ever uh, uh, looked down on any method of evangelism, any method of being bold. Now, uh, Nikki, you have a couple of other books. One is called It's Not About the Pie, A Fresh Look at Hospitality. Love that. And the other one is a memoir called Not Really a Princess. In both of those books, you refer to the people who loved and discipled you and changed your life. Can you tell us about those books and uh, about a couple of those people? Yeah, I uh, I grew up on a farm in Washington, and I was adopted, and we didn't have a church or anything, and my adoptive dad died. And so a pastor did the funeral, and then a couple months after, he came down. He was like 29 years old. He came down to our farm, and he invited us to church. And we got saved through that little country church. And uh, then he moved to Boise, Idaho. And so when my husband and I, when my husband got a job here, and we changed it. We started going to that church. And he was the pastor of the church in, that I attend in Boise for 30 years. And him and his wife, they were mentors to me and faithful for 40 years for 40 plus years. Um, and so, and so the second, the, the first one is about overcoming adversity. The second book, it's not about the pie has to do with helping others. And there's recipes and 200 photos. It's a beautiful coffee table book, but the main thing about it is testimonies of ways that people helped other people who are in need. Love both of those ideas, those books. Um, we're just so happy that you shared all this here on Pop Talk. And thanks for being bold, oh. <laughs> being on the show and through your books, Nikki Corinne White. Um, if you want to purchase any of Nikki's books, you can go directly to her website, NikkiCorinne.com. I'm going to spell it for you because Nikki can be spelled a lot of different ways. N-I-C-K-I. C-O-R-I-N-N-E.com. And if you want to book Nikki to speak at your event, you can contact her publicist, Joni Sullivan Baker at jbaker at buoyancypr.com. That's B-U-O-Y-A-N-C-Y-P-R.com. And here at Pop Talk and Pearls of Promise Ministries, we care about women. And we want to hear from you. Email us at info at pearlsofpromiseministries.com. We're also on Facebook, Twitter at Pop Talk Media, and Instagram at Pop 
underscore ministries. Check out all of our past television shows on our YouTube channel. Just uh, search for Pearls of Promise Ministries. And we want to invite you to our Level Up Women's Conference. It's coming up October 8th at Northview Baptist Church in Louisville, Texas, just north of Dallas. This year, we are leveling up our faith, leveling up our future, and we are leveling down our fears. Register today on Eventbrite. So that is Pop Talk for today. I'm just an ordinary girl who God is turning into a pearl. Have a great week. Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women? Come join us on Soul Win, Shining Our Light Women's Inspiration Network. Soul Win women have come out victoriously from their dark places and now use their God-given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. Get your free 30-day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now. Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women? Come join us on Soul Win, Shining Our Light Women's Inspiration Network. Soul Win women have come out victoriously from their dark places and now use their God-given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. Get your free 30-day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now.